millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. So recently on this channel, I've actually dedicated a couple of videos to praising Annika Sperry and of the Young Turks for moving in a positive, more fact-based direction when it comes to the issue specifically of crime, specifically about criminality. And I think that praise is well-deserved, even though today I feel like this video is a throwback because I'm going to be pointing out, like I used to do back in the day, where Anna and Jenk just get some key basic facts wrong and then they build off of those wrong assumptions and wrong statements and that ultimately ends up leading to a disaster of a video and this is their response to the conservative outrage based on the kansas city shooters cover-up debacle whatever you want to call it and that's what i want to talk about today but before i do we got a sponsor let me toss it to the sponsor but come back over here and we'll talk about it on the other side if you notice the appearance of wrinkles fine lines and other signs of aging on your body and face are getting worse you may not just just be dealing with your typical stresses of the new year. This is actually the number one indicator that your collagen levels are dropping and dropping fast. And there's something that you can actually do about it to reverse the visible signs of aging. This is one of the reasons why I'm partnering with healthwithjustice.com. This amazing collagen powder has five different types of collagen that can help reverse the visible signs of aging, improve the way your skin looks, elasticity, help out your hair, help out your nails, all with this once day daily powder that you guys can try for a 46% discount at healthwithjustice.com and with the 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to the link in the pinned comment at the top of this video's description and check out this powder for yourself. Try it. Use it daily. Trust me, it's going to help. And guess what? For those of you who get it now, you're going to be able to get a free ebook that will tell you 14 key foods to help keep that skin elasticity. That's healthwithjustice.com, healthwithjustice.com. So first of all, a big red flag is the title of this video, which is why right-wingers whining about Kansas City shooters' identity is so absurd. So not only does that title read incredibly awkwardly, but of course it makes the issue Republicans pounce, right-wingers pounce, and all that, and it doesn't actually cut to the heart of the issue. In fact, you can see it over time, them developing a misperception of what the initial criticism 
was in the way that it's presented, like right here. This week, it was announced that two men had finally been charged with murder in the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade. Uh, there was a shooting during that parade. Of course, it made headlines. Everyone was worried about uh, the perpetrators never getting caught. But two of those perpetrators have been caught, have been charged, uh, and they unfortunately allegedly killed a woman and injured more than 20 other people last week. But some conservatives are pretty furious that two juveniles that were arrested in connection to the shooting last week still have not been identified. So to be clear, there are actually a couple of separate issues in this particular news story that I want to break down for you. Three separate categories. And that is first and foremost, the fact that we did not get information in a very timely manner, despite the fact that this shooting happened on February 14th. And that information, by the way, extends to all of the suspects, the juveniles and the adults that were arrested, the 18-year-old and the 23-year-old, which I will touch on a little bit later in this video. The second issue is the fact that there seems to be no need, no drive or anything like that from the media to identify the juvenile shooters, and they would likely do this in another scenario. Now, there's some bad examples being put forward by the conservatives, by the right wing, but the bad examples do not undercut the initial premise. However, in this particular video, Anna, and especially Jank, by the way, seem to try to do that in order to undercut the main issue. But again, the fundamental flaw with this Young Turks video is that they have a key base fact wrong and that leads to downstream errors in their later coverage. But first, let's get to an update on the new suspects. The defendants were named by prosecutors as Dominique Miller of Kansas City and Lindell uh, Mays of Raytown. They each face charges of second degree murder, armed criminal action, and unlawful use of a weapon, according to a statement from the Jackson County Prosecutor's Office. So right there, you just saw Anna Kasparian name and identify the two shooters. And the shooters are Dominic M. Miller of Kansas City and Lindell Mays of Raytown. And each of them are facing second degree murder, just as Anna told you. But the crucial thing that I want you guys to understand is the date of this article. Article. The exact article that they're citing from NBC News is actually from February 20th at 3.56 p.m. Now, the shooting, by the way, occurred on February 14th. And for that whole period between the 14th and the 20th, we were not made aware of the suspects, even though one of these guys was the initiator of the shooting and ended up being in the hospital with nine gunshot wounds. So it took six days for us to get that information. And in fact, I published a video a couple of hours before that was revealed to the public on the fact that it had been so long since the shooting for us to get that information. So the issue applies to the adults, not just the children. And don't tell me that Mays had nothing to do with anything and they just discovered he was a suspect all the way on the 20th because back on the 14th, he was rushed to the hospital with nine different gunshot wounds. In fact, Lindell Mays actually would later admit under police questioning that he pulled out his gun first, thus initiating this chaotic encounter. 
And we found this out in this amazing article from the New York Post where they talk about the fact that his mom set up a GoFundMe for him because he got shot so many times and you should give him money in order to compensate him for that because all he did was start a mass shooting, multiple shooters that ended up wounding over 20 people and killing an innocent woman. On top of that, when you look at how they put this case together from the court documents, what you find out is that they used surveillance video footage in order to identify Mays as one of the suspects from the New York Post article. Mays started jawing with the group, according to the probable cause statement obtained by the Post. He was seen on surveillance footage approaching the group in an aggressive manner and later pointing his finger at him, the court document said. When Mays pulled his gun, he started to chase an unknown individual who appeared to be unarmed and shot at him, resulting in others drawing their guns, according to the legal papers. So let's be clear exactly Exactly what we're talking about. We have a mass shooting. It's getting national attention. There is surveillance video that shows the shooter that the police are using. Now, they could have put that footage out if the suspect was at large, but in reality, in actuality, they knew that Mays was wounded several times from that same surveillance video and was in the hospital. At no point in time did any politician or anyone in the media report on this, share this with the public, even though they knew Mays was an adult even though they would have had this information almost immediately. Instead, six days later, they brought this forward to the public. Six days for information on a gang shooting that happened at a Super Bowl parade when the Super Bowl is the most popular televised event in the United States of America. So yes, it's definitely newsworthy. And yes, they definitely didn't release this information. Now, separately... Entirely separately, two days after the shooting, there were two minors who had been charged with resisting arrest and gun-related offenses. Their ages and names, to Dan Alosha's point in the very beginning, have not been shared publicly, uh, which is standard protocol when these suspects are minors. Now, police have not clarified yet uh, whether there is a connection between the two who were charged with murder and the teenagers. Now, this I find to be incredibly interesting. So, first of all, there is actually different protocols for minors that are going to be tried in family court, and at this moment in time, they are charged with crimes that don't escalate to them being tried as an adult. However, I do want to point out to Anna and those of you in the audience that even when you don't get the names of the suspects, the age of the suspect is also being withheld, which cuts to the point of different treatment in terms of this juvenile case. Now, the state of Missouri has very strict laws on this when it's a family court case. They don't want to release it to the public. But again, that is just one aspect of the story. That's just one aspect of this particular issue because the media could go beyond that. They could find this out. In fact, one of the reasons why I'm a fan of the New York Post and the Daily Mail when it comes to crime reporting is because they're tabloids and they go above and beyond to reveal information that normal ordinary outlets don't reveal. However, in this particular case, there doesn't seem to be a lot of interest from the media in revealing this information because this is information that doesn't suit the narrative. So again, we have multiple different issues. We have the identities of all the shooters, the adults that seem to be withheld for six days, even though 
one of them for sure was in the hospital and known to be a suspect before six days. We have the two juveniles, again, separate issue, and the treatment of those juveniles, not just by the state of Missouri treating them like children, which they have to do until they charge them with crimes that elevate to being charged as an adult, but the media not being interested in revealing those identities is also a part of it. So all of that is like lumped together. They just hack off the thing about the adults and then just, you know, go with whatever on the juvenile issue and miss the whole entire point of this conversation. Uh, But the fact that uh, these two minors haven't had their names released is what's causing a lot of backlash from conservatives. Last week, Ann Coulter, for instance, was among those who uh, speculated that race was the main reason why these individuals were not identified, that the identities were being kept private. So Anna mentions Ann Coulter's appearance on Real Time with Bill Maher, where she accurately calls out the fact that the reason the media is not revealing the identity of the shooter is because the shooter is not a white male. I will play that clip for you because she calls it to a T. I mean, we don't know who did this shooting, by the way, the the, the Super Bowl shooting. We have some idea. What? If it were a white man shooting, we'd know. Well, we don't know. But they, I mean, they That's how we know it's not a white man. I can tell you that much. Do you think they were, they were repressing that reporting? They wouldn't tell us about the um, transgender woman that shot up the Christian school for what, like a year? Um, oh, San Bernardino out here. Remember the crazy terrorist Muslims? I, that's when I first noticed, hmm, they're not telling us who it is. I, it's not a white male. The longer they go without telling you, it's not a white male. Okay, well, we don't, for this one, for right now, as of Friday night, February 16th, we, we don't, we don't officially know. Okay, you know, you have special powers. Um, but. Now, Ann Coulter said this on Real Time with Bill Maher. Real Time with Bill Maher shoots on Friday evenings, meaning that Ann Coulter said this on February 16th. The shooting was February 14th. So two days later, we had no information on the shooters, even though the suspect, the prime suspect for starting the shooting was 23-year-old Lindell Mays. And again, it's not like the police were looking for him. He was in the hospital. He was shot nine times during the course of an altercation that he started. Yet that was not released out into the public. Meanwhile, by the way, all these left-wingers were running with the narrative that, oh my God, the gun control and all these problems and all their left-wing narratives ran free, while at the same time, the media was going out of their way to not describe the suspects, when some were still on the loose, by the way, and not identify the suspects, like Lindell Mays, who again, was not a fugitive, he was in the hospital. Now, Jesse Waters also weighed in on this, so let's hear what he had to say. Kansas City says the suspects are minors, so they can't speak about it. Well, except the Kansas City mayor speaking. He's defending the suspects. Watch. I disagree strongly with uh, how he would describe that situation. I, I certainly do think this was criminal activity. It was lawlessness, and I think that uh, that's troubling. But thugs is a dog whistle in the most classic sense, and I have seen this dog whistle time and again. One dead, 22 injured, and the mayor is doing PR for the shooters. And the mayor just told us more about the suspects than the police have. They're minorities. We don't know that for a fact, but if they were white, I don't think the black mayor would be mad that they were called thugs. Journalists aren't even pursuing the story. These alleged Super Bowl parade shooters get better treatment in the media than the Covington kid. So there you have Mayor Quentin Lucas, who I proved on this channel is a defund the police kind of mayor. $47 million is not actually a lot if you compare it to the full police budget and the full budget of Kansas City. 
And we're asking for just a percentage of accountability, a percentage of accountability to make sure that we can do what the people have asked us to do, represent their interests, make sure we're looking out for them, make sure that we're listening to black and brown voices, and make sure that when we look to solutions to violent crime, there are solutions that people in Kansas City, that taxpayers in Kansas City, that citizens of Kansas City, have voted to support. And of course, he has presided over multiple years in his administration where Kansas City hit all-time highs in murders. I can't wait to see how the community organizing works out over there. And he's defending the criminals. He's going to bat for them, saying that the governor is an evil white racist for calling them thugs, because how dare you call somebody a thug for starting a fight, pulling out a gun, shooting at that person, having other people shoot back at you, hitting a bunch of people in the crowd, including a mother that is honestly just not cool of you to call those people thugs how dare you call people who act in thuggish ways thugs you evil white racist and then you have kyle rittenhouse who weighed in on the matter as well just a reminder when he uh, shot and killed two people during a black lives matter protest in wisconsin he was 17 at the time and we did find out what his identity was immediately he says i am trying to comprehend why the government was quick to reveal my name after i defended myself but they still haven't released the names of the kansas city shooters so listen i've defended kyle rittenhouse a lot on this channel but he's completely wrong here and you know he's wrong intuitively for a number of reasons first and foremost, the juveniles who have yet to been identified in the state of Missouri have not been charged with a crime as adults like Kyle Rittenhouse was in the state of Wisconsin. When you're charged as an adult, your case moves from family court to the purview of regular court and regular court is open to the public. Secondly, Kyle Rittenhouse was identified rather aggressively by the media, but he also gave an interview right before he was identified, so it actually wasn't that difficult for the media to identify him. Now, interestingly enough, you can compare and contrast this to the Covington kids. One of these kids just smiled at a Native American who approached him, started with him, and the media went out of their way to identify the kids, give out their school's address, led to all this harassment against them, and they weren't even accused of a crime. Yet, we have the faces from surveillance video of these juvenile suspects, and guess what? Nobody is going out of their way in the media to identify them, even though they ran with the shooting at the Kansas City Super Bowl thing when they thought initially it potentially could have been an act of evil white racist terrorism. So yeah, there are examples that you could point to, but Kyle Rittenhouse is not a great example, and we have to be honest about that. Now, the absolute best example of this, of the media covering up black perpetrators, is probably the whole Stop Asian Hate movement. If you'll remember, a left-wing organization actually put out a study where they examined a bunch of news articles and they concluded through their examination of thousands of news articles that white people represented an absolute majority of the people attacking Asians physically. But the thing is, when you broke down their methodology, what you found out is that they only had for the entire year total three instances of Asians being physically attacked by black people. And this was for the whole country. And this was despite the fact that we actually had a week where three elderly Asians were attacked and killed by black people, again, 
in the same week. Now, how can both of those things be true? Well, when you look at Nuance Bros video, what you find out is that none of the mainstream newspapers that they were citing, except for three articles, mentioned the race of the perpetrator when the perpetrator was black. In fact, we have studies that show before and after the Black Lives Matter riots, how likely it is to have the race of a suspect mentioned depending on the race of the suspect. And if the suspect is white, way higher chance it gets mentioned and mentioned earlier in the article. If the suspect is black, way less chance it gets mentioned. And if it does get mentioned, it's buried in the article. So it's in the data. You can see it for yourself. Whether or not Rittenhouse is a good example or not has nothing to do with the overall trend, but Jenks going to go into full denial mode anyway. So uh, defendants age 17 and under in Missouri are typically adjudicated through the juvenile system, which is far more private than the system for adults. Names of the accused are not released, nor are police documents such as probable cause statements. And a press release from the local family court division announced that the two minors were being detained at the juvenile detention center on gun-related and resisting arrest charges. And they also added that it is anticipated that additional charges are expected in the future as the investigation by the Kansas City Police Department continues. Pursuant to Missouri law, hearings are not open to the public as this alleged offense involves juveniles. Now, Anna breaks down the difference in laws, but I just want to point out that they're not really that substantially different in terms of the laws. The juvenile stuff is private, not open to the public. This is true in Wisconsin. This is true in most states in this union, and it's true in Missouri. But what's more interesting to me is you have a situation where somebody was murdered due to all these people firing gunfire, and yet these juveniles are being charged as juveniles, and that is a decision that is being made by the Kansas City prosecutor, whoever covers that region, and when that decision is made, that keeps this in the purview of the juveniles. On top of that, this does not explain in any way, shape, or form the media's lack of desire or apparent lack of a desire to identify these juveniles, which again was not true in a situation like Covington, where not only did they identify the young people at that Catholic school, but they went out of their way to go over the top and defame them and lead to people threatening them, and they gave out much more identifiable information than you can possibly imagine. Now, in contrast, uh, the identities of Miller and Mays, uh, who are both adults, that was released immediately, along with the announcement of their criminal charges against them. So this is the big problem that I have with Anna Kasparian's segment right here. She said, by contrast, the names of the adults were released immediately. That's not true. The reporting with the names of the adult suspects came out in and around February. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. 
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Flare.com. February 20th, that is six days after the fact. When there's a mass shooting and it's a white perpetrator, guess what? We get the name and all that information day one. Minute one, we have every single thing that they believed, unless they're that trans in Nashville, then we don't count that one. So no, they weren't released immediately. And again, this was not a situation where they had to go out of their way in order to find him. Mays was in the hospital because he was wounded in the gunfight that he started, yet his name was not released. And I don't remember hearing anything about one of the prime suspects being in the hospital with gunshot wounds. All of that information was being kept from the public while the left wing ran wild and talked about how, oh my God, the evil white people with their gun control, we got to get the guns and all that. Let's not talk about the fact that these people had a bunch of illegal guns and criminal history. In fact, it's so ridiculous for Anna to say that that information was released immediately when you think about what I just told you. Ann Coulter goes on Bill Maher and she talks about the reason we don't know who these shooters are is because the shooters have happen to be black. If that were not true, then Van Jones or Bill Maher could have said the names of the shooters, but everybody understood on the 16th, two days later, that that information was not out there. So no, it was not released immediately. That is just not true. The names of the adult shooters were withheld for six days, and the two juvenile shooters' names are being withheld because as of right now, the prosecutor has not decided to charge them as adults, which would bring it into the the purview of public record. Yeah, this is the world's dumbest conspiracy. Um, so they're trying to keep the fact that the uh, 
defendants here and the shooters, etc., were black. They're trying to keep that away from you. But the two adults, we know who they are, and they're black. So I guess that's a very, very poor conspiracy execution. So this is exactly why getting a key piece of information wrong ruins your entire segment. Because now Cenk Uger is bumbling onto frame and he's going to tell us about, oh, whoa, you said they're trying to hide the identity of these people because they're black. But, uh, you know, they revealed the identity immediately of those black guys. So obviously there is no case to be made for what you're arguing uh, because they released their identities immediately, even though, again, it was six days later by the time they released their identities they didn't even inform us that we had adult suspects that they were interviewing in the hospital getting information from and one of them admitted to starting the altercation until it was charged and nobody in the media seemed to be interested in pursuing that through line isn't that interesting how that works isn't that curious isn't that a bit suspicious compared to other high profile shootings but isn't it weird that in all those segments they never mentioned that the we know who the adult males are and they're black. So if they're trying to cover up the black people did it, why did they release the names of the adults? What did I say? What did I say? One bad piece of information ends up snowballing to ruin the entire segment. Isn't it weird how all of those right-wingers never said they released the names of the adult suspects? How come Ann Coulter didn't say on February 16th that we had the names of the adult suspects that were released on February 20th? Because Jenk just took it for granted that we had the names of the suspects right away on February 14th, the day of the shooting, he's now taking that bad assumption incorrect piece of information and applying it to all these different people who were talking about this by the way for damn near a week about how we don't have information on the suspects how details are very scant and how we only heard about some potential juvenile suspects even though again 23 year old Mays in the hospital suffering from gunshot wounds clearly and obviously the prime suspect of this particular instance not to mention the 18 year old but again I'm just focusing very much so on the 23-year-old that we would have had the name, at least in police record, we would have known that he was responsible and he had the gunshot wounds in order to show for it. None of this makes any sense. I'll tell you why they do it in one sec. Yeah, Jenk, it doesn't make any sense because you don't have the facts on your side. You're giving us an incorrect assessment of what was being revealed and when. And based on your faulty assumptions, you're like, oh, well, it's so, so weird how these right wingers always got to go up to the blacks. I mean, really think about it. If it was revealed immediately, Day one, the names of the suspects, why would Ann Coulter two days later go on Bill Maher and say it was not revealed and not get any pushback from the other people on the Bill Maher panel? Obviously, this is just not true on its face, but Jenk's going to go on. Okay, now, why is Fox News and all these right-wingers doing such a dumb talking point in the first place? Because it serves a lot of their purposes. Uh, one is, hey, it's not us. Because now, nine out of ten times, the mass shooters are them, the right-wingers, right? Not them in particular, but uh, right-wing lunatics. So they're like, aha, it's black people, it's not us, not us. So first and foremost, that's not true. In terms of the mass public shootings, the ones you think of in your brain, white people are not more likely to be suspects than their population in those particular events. And secondly, because Jank likes to use evidence from the gun violence archive, you know, the one that says that we have 8 million mass shootings every year. In reality, it's like more mass shootings than days in the United States of America. The overwhelming majority of those 
those, the by far and away winner in those, are black people. Go look at it for yourself, Jenks. So you're dead wrong on your base assumption. You're dead wrong on that statement right there, even when we just limited it to mass public shootings. And you're dead wrong on overall shootings because you like to cite that really big number, despite the fact that those are mostly gang shootings involving young black males as the perpetrators. Number two, they demagogue uh, against black people. All criminals, criminals, my whole life they've been doing this. And number three, their main point, and their audience loves this one, is black people get special privileges. Us poor whites are the victims in everything. So first of all, let's be clear. This whole thing about whites being the victims in everything and all that, if somebody pushes that to you, don't buy into that. But the idea that there are special standards for black people, that is clear and obvious. There are no points or articles about not revealing the faces and mugshots of suspects to the public that say that we need to do that in order to protect white people. They say we need to do that in order to protect black people and fight against stereotypes. The San Francisco Police Department is not refusing to release mugshot images because they think it hurts white people. They say it leads to racial stereotypes against black people. And all these other little things, these bends and twists that we do to alter reality are all in favor of black people. In fact, Cops, because Cenk mentioned that the whole life, his whole life, they said black people are criminals, deliberately and admittedly so, undersamples black criminals in their shows so that they don't give people an accurate depiction of reality. But it's those black people who get to murder people and then get away with it. I mean, they're not even, well, no one got away with it. They all got arrested. But they're not revealing their identity, except they did reveal the identity of the adults. No, just hate, 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 and that's what this is about. So let's be clear, there is an attitude in coverage of the criminal justice system that is that we need to alter and augment reality in order to not be aligned with or confirm racial stereotypes. That is an absolute fact. There are plenty of examples. Mainstream television does it. Everyone does it. And by the way, Jank Uger does it. I mean, think about it. Black on white murders are 17 times more likely than white on black murders. Now, if I were to go on to the Young Turks channel, if I were to search all of their videos having to do with murders, do you think that for every white on black homicide that they've covered, I would find 17 more black on white homicides on their channel? I mean, Jenks talking about misperceptions of crime based on the media. Do you think that that would be representative? Do you think I could even find five instances of the Young Turks covering a black person murdering a white person? Very likely, I would not be able to find that. 100% they do not have a representative sample of that because they're interested in putting up a narrative rather than giving you an accurate depiction of reality, just like the mainstream media. On top of that, the Young Turks, and I'm just talking about their main show. I'm not even talking about their other ancillary shows like the one hosted by Rashad Ritchie, they will cover on their channel throughout their history, guarantee you, more arguments where a white person dare argue with a black person than they will cover murders where a black person kills a white person. Bet you any amount of money that this is the case if you run the backlog. One of you nerds, make a spreadsheet, send it to me. I will be sure to delete it immediately and block you because that's kind of weird that you're going that hard. But I do think that there is a bit of truth in regard to You know, I mean, I've noticed it with local news reporting where they want to be extra cautious. And so let's say a crime is committed. They go out of their way not to describe the race of the perpetrator who might still be um, at large. And so they'll give all these other descriptive, you know, uh, 
points that you can look at and try to figure out who the uh, suspect might be. But they purposely try to avoid race, especially when it is a black perpetrator. And I think it's because and I understand why this is. They don't want to feed into, in their minds, like stereotypes and things like that. And so they try to find other ways to describe the perpetrator without mentioning race. I've seen that happen in local news reporting here in L.A. I'm guessing that is what they're looking at, and that's why they have this feeling. So here you have Anna Kasparian trying to win me back over to her team. And I got to say, yeah, this is good factual information. The fact that they suppress information on the description in local crime reporting is kind of weird. And it's especially bad when you have a suspect that is out on the loose when that information is the most pertinent there's no excuse for that and yet i've seen that not only in local reporting and honestly depending on the local outlet they're usually better than the national reporting but in national media coverage also i just want to point out that my own local affiliate will blur the face of minority suspects even in high profile cases while showing the faces of white high profile suspects This is footage of the man police say they were looking for. He has not yet been identified, but we are blurring his face at the moment while charges are pending. Uh, We watched again as all of this went down. More than a dozen officers were around when it happened before entering a home here on Lafayette Avenue. Now, or white suspects in general, as I covered recently on this channel. But overall, especially when it comes to these high profile crimes, I think that it mostly has to do with the age of the perpetrator, the age of the suspect. So I don't disagree here because the age of the offenders is obviously determining the difference in treatment at the point of charging. But more importantly, it's whether or not you're going to charge these offenders as adults or youths. If you charge them as an adult, then that becomes a matter of the public record for adults to see. If they're charged under the juvenile system, those records are sealed, those courtrooms aren't open, and as of right now, they're only facing charges as juveniles and being held in a juvenile detention facility. Now, again, this still doesn't explain why the media hasn't bothered to look into this, why the media isn't figuring out who these people are, because we see faces of suspects out there in the public, and they could track them down, and I'm sure the Post and the Daily Mail are likely the first ones to be able to do that and willing to do that. But the mainstream media's lack of interest compared to, again, instances where we have 15-year-olds who aren't even charged or anything like that, that are in schools or whatever that happen to be white, it's quite interesting. It's it's a little bit suspicious, if I do say so myself. And I, I don't really know how to get around reporting on crime without feeding into stereotypes. But I do think that if there is a perpetrator that police are looking for, especially if it comes to a violent crime like a shooting where someone has lost their lives, any descriptive elements that uh, the news can provide, the police can provide is critical because you want to rely on the community to help you find that perpetrator, to, to report that person if you happen to see them out and about. So Anna says that she doesn't know how to cover crime without leaning into racial stereotypes. But the thing is, you don't have to focus solely on the perpetrator. One of the things that I like to highlight, because even people who talk about black crime fail to highlight it, in my opinion, as much as I do, is that most of these crimes are committed in these black neighborhoods, meaning most of the victims of those crimes happen to be black. Those are big problems. Those are big issues. The idea that we should subject black people in their communities, in their neighborhoods, to being victimized by these criminals because it's uncomfortable for some people to talk about black 
black crime to talk about the issues in these particular areas is insane and asinine, especially when you say your goal is to help black people. I always say, if you want to be the most racist person of all time, deny black crime because most of the victims happen to be people in those very same neighborhoods and those people in those neighborhoods are overwhelmingly disproportionately black. There's a very, very, very good reason why they're doing it. That's because in the past, the media has been terrible on this, especially local news. And when I was growing up, you'd see 24-7, black individual committing crime, black, 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 and they'd put up the face, etc. Then I found out later, it turns out that when they put up white criminals, which there were more of. You know, sometimes Jane Uger contributes something so unintelligent to a conversation that you actually get information subtracted from your brain in order to compensate for the stupidity. It's like a defense mechanism, the same way that an anaconda will like hurl out the food that it just ate if another animal comes up to try to attack it. That's what your brain does in response to that. Jane just said that when he was growing up, the local media was terrible. They talk about crime all the time and it was so racist. They'd be like, black criminal black criminal and all that and jenk noticed that when he was a kid and he was just like oh my god looking back i can't believe the media was so racist but here's the thing jenk you were born in 1970 you grew up in new jersey which means your formative years were the 80s and 90s which means that was the all-time high in terms of crime in the united states of america that was back in the day when new york city wasn't the safest big city in this country but one of the most dangerous averaging in and around 2,000 murders and the overwhelming majority of those perpetrators happened to be black males so the reason jank you saw black people on tv on the local news committing crimes is because they were committing crimes at the highest rate they were ever committing them in the history of this country that's what you were witnessing not evil white racists overcovering it an accurate representation of reality being portrayed to you that now you looking back on it think ah oh, it's probably made up and overstated if i'm being perfectly honest wow it's so racist that in the highest period of crime in american history the news media talked about crime and the people who were Committing most of the crimes. I'm Jake Uger of the Young Turks. When they put up white criminals, which there were more of, maybe not per capita because of socioeconomic situations, but overall in raw numbers. But when they put up white defendants, it didn't do as well in the ratings. I know, Jank, wrong, incorrect, not even close. You're just making up numbers. You're inaccurate. Again, in the homicide statistics, you will see that black people represent an absolute majority, not just disproportional, even though that is true, of the homicide suspects. So no, you're, you're just wrong about everything right here. You're incorrect. But if you had a black defendant and a white victim, that scared the bejesus out of their audience and got them better ratings. So for 20, 30, 40 years in this country, media, especially local news, has been demagoguing against black people because it helped their ratings. So now if they're a little over careful and tell us about how curly their hair is, it's not the end of the world. You know, there are some times where I absolutely hate Jank, and this is one of those times. So he's like, oh, when you have a black defendant and a, and a white victim, that gets better ratings. Well, if we're talking about ratings and defendants, are you referencing the O.J. Simpson case? Because the local news, they show you suspects. They're not typically following the trials in that same level of detail. And yes, the O.J. Simpson case, which was a black person murdering white people, 
got great ratings in the United States of America. That, that's an absolute fact. We, we understand that. But more importantly, the implication of what Jank is saying really annoys me. He's saying in situations where black people murder white people, the real issue in that situation is racism. Now, not racism that black people might have against white people, but racism that white people have against black people. Because, you know, the story is about a white person being murdered by a black person. So in that situation, the black person has to be the victim as well because aren't white people so racist this reminds me of the julius jones story where they would talk about that area of oklahoma and how racist it was and how oh my god these evil white racists in this white suburb was white a middle class gunned down by a young african-american male in a wealthy suburb of oklahoma city edmund was over 85 percent white back in the 90s when integration went full swing, many whites left Oklahoma City, and Edmond was one of the areas they moved to in record numbers. It wasn't filled with gangs or filled with crime. People moved to Edmond to live a safe life. We can go to Edmond and protect our families. Possible gang elements coming to Edmond and murdering a successful white man. It had everybody on edge. How dare those evil white racists take their kids out for ice cream, pull up into a driveway, and get shot in the head by a black criminal in front of his children ages 11 and 8 years old. How, how dare they? To me, that's just crazy and asinine that you could have somebody in your community victimized and then the story would be how your community is bad, kind of implying you have it coming. But yeah. That's what we ended up getting from this segment, and it all stems, again, from one basic factual piece of information just being wrong. And by the way, looking back, Anna did say that their names were released immediately after they were arrested at another part of the segment, but Jenk just heard immediately, and then he went off like as if for a week straight all these right-wing conservatives were not right about anything and the information was just public and nobody corrected them for some reason, even though, again, if their names were released immediately, like Jenk was implying, they would have easily been able to. But hey, those are just my thoughts about this particular story, about this particular segment. I want to know what you guys think down in the comments below. If you like the video, show them by leaving a like, subscribe for more content, follow me on the social media, support me via the support links in the description of this video. This has been me talking about TYT bungling a story. Till next time. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. 
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.